0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to the Voices of the Vic podcast with Ben Ayton and Mike Duffy.
0: Hello and welcome back to Voices of the Vic with me, Mike Duffy, and as always, Ben Ayton. A uh, little bit disappointed to start the podcast this week. Uh, it's, it's, we've not come in off the back of a win or a draw. We've come in off the back of a 1-0 uh, defeat to Reading. Ben, other than the result, how has the weekend been?
1: Uh, very wet <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's been horrible weather-wise hasn't it um, it's not mm. stopped raining uh, here in well I live in Hemel Hempstead yeah not absolutely it's it's not stopped raining um, yeah. so yeah I've not really been able to go out and do much I was looking forward to like a nice walk round my local park Gaybridge Park but that's actually submerged at the moment I just drove past it and it's underwater so uh, yeah. other than that disappointing result yesterday. Well, I wouldn't say disappointing, more frustrating. Um, it was just, uh, no- yeah. yeah, just nothing happening in the final third. Apart from that, it was it was a decent enough performance. We just weren't clinical enough in front of goal, which we'll probably talk upon now. But yeah, um, how, how was your weekend, mate?
0: Yeah, it's good. Uh, I I I will be honest, I've, I've not been very well this week. I've uh, oh, I've come down with up. the cold. No, not corona, I've come down with the cold. Okay. Uh common cold, you know, all, all of that all of that jazz. But um yeah, no, I, I, I'm in Birmingham as we speak at the moment and uh my hotel room is currently looking onto the uh the runway of Birmingham Airport, so it's quite it's actually quite a scenic view. So I'll take that. But, um, yeah, no, I'm feeling much better. But, unfortunately, the lads couldn't make me feel even better yesterday by winning. We, as you said, we 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 did come in off the back of a loss to Reading. Uh, so, as always, Ben, we'll start at the very, very beginning. We'll start at the team lose. Um, I, I believe there was two changes. And... It, the, the two changes was semi and cleverly were dropped to the bench due to minor muscle strains that was sustained in training uh, and then you know first of all how was your feeling once that starting 11 come out
1: uh, I was kind of expecting a few changes because um, Ivic was talking in a press conference a couple of days beforehand saying that there was a few knocks in his squad, but he he wasn't prepared to reveal who they were. So, But I, I was fully expecting one of them to be Chalaba because he went off filling his um, his um, hamstring t- towards yeah. the end of the Luton game. So I was, I was surprised to see him starting and seeing that he recovered Um I was shocked to see it was cleverly because he he was immense against Luton, so I thought we was really going to miss him. And also Semer, it was a bit of eyebrows being raised with him too, coming uh, yeah. with minor knocks for them. But he, he, you can see if you've ever got minor knocks, you don't want them starting. I preferably probably wouldn't even have them on the bench if I had minor knocks. You saw cleverly come on, and his hamstring was very um heavily taped up wasn't it um so, yeah. so you could tell he wasn't 100% fit but look this is this is why um we're in a transfer win uh, transfer market now to try and get some players in because we do have a small squad um still yes we've got lots of players on our books still but the players to is uh, if it's disposals is quite small still so that's probably why we saw cleverly and sema still be on the bench yesterday and both came off the bench
0: yeah yeah no completely agree you know um, ideally, in an ideal world, we would have started with Semmer and Cleverly from the start. Um, and possibly I would have possibly dropped Deli Bashiro to the bench. But do you know what? I think based on me starting 11 and based on who we had fit available to pick, I thought we started, we certainly started absolutely superb. You know, Deli Bashiro getting forward. We were looking really good. Joe Garner. Uh, Joe Garner. Joe Garner. <laughs> What year am I in? Joe Garner. Um, Garner, you know, play absolutely brilliant so far. Uh, James Garner. Chalaba, you know, one thing I want to make clear is yes, Nathaniel Chalaba didn't have the best of games, but I think at the moment he's a bit of a scapegoat for Watford fans. Like, if, if there's a problem, everyone's seeming to point to Nathaniel Chalaba, yeah, which agree. I think is a little bit unfair. Uh, because I thought Chalabar sort of played as well as everybody else did out there. Uh, yes, there was a few wayward passes, but other than that, I think Chalabar was, was was generally okay. So you know, going on the starting eleven, if there's minor strains, muscle strains in in the week, it can't be helped. So we'll take that. Uh, but other than that, I think the squad altogether. As we've said time and time again, Ben, which I, I sort of I feel I have to stress this point again because of what I've seen on social media, we cannot judge this team pre-October. Yeah, because the transfer window closes uh, the international transfer window closes this Monday, as we record this on the Sunday, so it closes tomorrow. And then, I believe, the English transfer window, is it a week tomorrow, Ben?
1: I believe so. It's I, I, I've seen a couple of things. I don't know if it's next Monday or like next Wednesday, but it is yeah. it's early next week.
0: Mm. Exactly. So, we cannot judge this team based on what it is at the moment. I would expect a few more outgoings and a few more incomings come next week, whenever the transfer window is. So, you know... Yes, it was frustrating. I, I think we we, we best off started at the very beginning. What a first half that was, Ben. Like we, we sat here and spoke about the Sheffield Wednesday game and how poorly we started. And, and it was a bit like the Norwich Pearson days when we'd start very poorly and then we'd come out all guns displays in the second half. But it was quite the opposite this weekend, Ben. We We started absolutely brilliantly. We was creating chances. But oh, the the, the passing movements, and in terms of all-round game, we were on top of Reading for the first half, easily.
1: Yeah, I thought we was quick out the blocks. We started very bright. I thought First first minute, I think we was in behind. saw got in behind after Pedro played him in. Uh, a few minutes later, uh, There was good play from Ndkakia down, um, down the wing. Found uh, Femini, uh, low cross into the box, and then Nikakia, um shanked it wide um, so yeah the early signs were there Reading was shaking at the back they kept trying to play it out the back as well and we was pressing high and winning the ball back I think we won it a couple of times in the penalty area but I don't think it was quick yeah. enough to try and actually get it into the penalty box so I was putting pressure on the Reading defence wins the ball and drives at the uh, Reading defenders um, he had a shot into the side netting and, and then uh, James Garner had a free kick which absolutely cannoned oh, off the crossbar. Right. Uh, yeah. That was so close and then and then what what I thought turned the game was 25 minutes in Tom Deli Beshu went down injured and I thought the moment he got injured and went off the pitch we we weren't the same side. I thought he everything was going through Tom Deli Bashiru. He was creating opportunities. He was linking up play. And the moment he went off, and we brought Ken Semmer on. Yes, we love Ken Semmer, but he was kind of playing out of the position, really, wasn't he? he he's better out. Assume, yeah. He's better out wide. Um, yeah. And he he was trying to play tucked in a bit more like, as than Tom Deli Bashiru was playing. But yeah, I felt so sorry for for Bashru when he went down injured and. I winced when I saw it back. You could see studs get stuck into the pitch, and I kind of want you, you saw that it, it it hurt the lad, and he was like, "I don't want to go off," but deep down, and I think many Watford fans were thinking, "You need to go off here, mate. You you can't yeah. carry on. Don't don't make it worse." Um, and then he he went off, had a little bit of treatment, came on five minutes not even five minutes later he was down on the left-hand side the ball came to him and he went to cross it in with his left foot and the moment he turned it went again and it was like you could see it coming you knew it was going to happen I, I would have thought the medical team of Watford would have said something to Ivis saying you need to take him off something seriously could happen here but yeah absolutely gutted for him and I really really hope that it, it's not too serious I've got everything crossed for him
0: yeah no absolutely spot on Ben you know yeah. I thought we, we we definitely started the better of the two sides. James Garner obviously rattling in the, uh, the, the crossbar. Um, but I was sort of watching it and I was thinking, like, how many chances do we need to put this ball in the back of the net? And I thought, is this going to bite us on the arse? Uh, and obviously it did in the end, which we'll speak about in a minute. But um, I completely agree. As soon as Denny Bashir went down that first time, I personally would have brought him off then. Yeah. Because it took him a while to get up. Um, Fair play to the lad. He he obviously wanted to stick by and he wanted to, you know, continue uh, on his own accord and he wanted to, you know, sort of fight a little bit. Got no problem with that. If he wants to continue and he wants to fight and he feels he's fit enough, I'm, I'm all for that because we didn't see that character last season when we went down. But when he crossed that ball in a second time and he went down, I thought, okay. This could be quite... Uh, we don't. We still don't know the extent of it. I don't think it's fully come out yet, uh, like the extent of his injury. Uh, so hopefully it's not too bad because I thought Dele Basiri was our sort of main spark in that first half. Yeah, uh, I thought he was brilliant when he came out against Luton as well. I, I think he's going to be quite a handful this season. Hopefully he's not out for too long. Uh, I can't see him being out for too long. But, uh yeah i, I ah.
1: thought he was actually pretty good. yeah, i hope not it was his, it was his first uh league start for Watford yesterday as well, so you can see why he didn't want to go off he'd just been handed yes. this opportunity he was in the starting lineup um and yeah it just did, it just went so badly for him with that injury he has been excellent recently yeah. it's a massive blow for him um just got himself he... into a side and that happens and just Yeah, it was just so so bad for him. I just hope it isn't an ACL, which we all possibly think it could be.
0: Oh, I really hope it's not an ACL because obviously Gerard Fayou went off with an ACL against Liverpool. So I really, really hope it's not an ACL. But um, yeah, his it, first league start and I, I thought he was absolutely brilliant against Luton when he came on to start with. Uh, so for his first league start to end an in injury, we're absolutely gutted for him and You know, on the off chance that he's listening, uh, Tom, if you are listening, you know, we we really, really do hope that you 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 are back soon. But um, yeah, Ben, it it was so frustrating that first half, the amount of times he knocked on that reading door, and we just could not get through for the life of us. I was sitting there, and I was watching it with my brother and sister. It was my brother's birthday at the time, so. Um, happy birthday Cam if you're listening but, uh, for yesterday um, but we were we were sort of watching it and I, I said to my brother and sister I, says, I think if we don't put one of these away it's going to come back to bite us uh, and it did just that Ben we were absolutely superb in terms of on top in the first half that second half what the hell happened like, uh, we just let Reading into the game
1: yeah, we did. We just had no like, cutting edge. Um, we had, we weren't clinical enough in front of goal in that first half, and then it just showed forty-one minutes on the clock. And I think that it was a poor ball out from a back from Chaliba and um, down the right hand side, and it just fell to a midfielder yeah. of the Reading guy, and he played it to Puskas in the box. He turned, uh, took a deflection of Kafka. Foster was diving the opposite way and just went past him in slow motion and the, the goal was so undeserved and completely against the run of play. It, it took, it took uh, the stuffing out of us when that went in. Do
0: you know what, Ben? That is a championship. and Do you know who set it up? Everyone before the start of the game. Obviously, you did a superb job and you spoke to the Elm Park Royals podcast in a week and it, guys, if you haven't listened to it, I, I know the game's gone now but go back and listen to it. he's it, on our Twitter uh bendy the stirring job but they said they've got their third choice left back and I think he's he he was he's was so Holmes. Yes. I can't remember what the first name was, but it was his pass. And to be honest, I don't even think his pass was aimed for Puskas. It was just right, I'll I'll just get this in the box. And it's come to Puskas, he's, he's hit it it's hit Kafka and he's gone in. So, you know, uh, I can't be too harsh from Foster but it, it, it's an avoidable goal, and it was completely against the run of play. So, you know, obviously we're going to be disappointed. And to concede the goal against the run of play, um, it completely knocked the wind out of our sails. Like, you know, I, I thought, OK, it's knocked the wind out of our sails. It's early doors, second half. We can get back in this. But I think ever since they scored that goal, Reading just grew confidence better.
1: Yeah, definitely. They was knocking on the door a little bit. I think it was just before they scored, they had opportunities. I think there was a ball that went yeah. over a bar, um, and cu- a couple of saves from Foster. And then the, yeah. the, there wasn't really anything second half. They didn't re- they didn't do anything. They they had for what they want, did. They had the 1-0 lead. They could sit back and defend it. And I didn't think we really troubled them at all to try and get... Did we even have a shot on target?
0: We, we, we did have a strong target. I believe it coming in the 60-odd minute. I think it was Jean-Pedro. Uh, we also had a goal disallowed as well. Uh, Ken Semmer put the ball in the back of the net and yeah, apparently it was a foul on Malcolm wasn't a foul. Looking back on it, it wasn't a foul. But they, they, they give given and, and we can't do anything about it. It's not as if he made the foul, he scored, and then it was disallowed. He made the foul and then, bam, Gavin Ward, the referee, give the foul... And then he scored. So I would have been more frustrated had the goal actually stood, and then it was ruled out because of the foul. But um, other than that, the second half was very like, lustrous. Like they they grew within, they grew in confidence that second half. Like as soon as they scored that second uh, that first goal, sorry, they they grew in confidence. Also, I do want to point out. I know this is a Watford podcast, but what the hell? Are they feeding Aluko? Like, Aluko hadn't played in 18 months. He hadn't started a game in 18 months. He was their best player yesterday. 100% hands down. Like, I don't know what they've been feeding him, but he was absolutely superb. Uh, So, you know, hats off to them. But it's frustrating. It's one of them games where we've dominated proceedings. This is a championship then. Like, I was in the pub uh, yesterday after that game, and uh, I- I've got a few mates that are Birmingham City supporters, I've got a few mates that are Aston Villa supporters, and they didn't actually know the score. So I was like, How did Watford get on? I said, We lost 1 0, but we battered them. And at the end of the day, in the championship, you could batter a team for 90 minutes and still lose 1 0. That is a championship. Listen, nine times out of ten, if you do that in the Premier League, you're either going to hang on for a draw or you're going to just about scrape it. Championship's ruthless. Like we, I, I, I'll have my hands on I think we battered Redding that whole game. But, Ben, it all comes down to cutting edge. We we haven't got that striker that puts the ball in the back of the net. And I think, I'll tell you, two players that we missed, Parica and Andre Gray, I would never thought I would say that on this podcast. Ever, 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 ever. But how much did we miss a struggle like Perica and Andre Gray,
1: Yeah, Yeah, um, I, I do think we've missed them both. Um, it would be interesting to see what happens during this international break. I think we might have to change our formation a little bit because I, I don't like the look of seeing Sar playing centrally. He's so much more effective out wide. And I don't know if Pedro needs to have someone else up top with him, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I th- I th- mobile. yeah, definitely. I-, I thought we did all right until we got into the final third. Like you say, we just weren't clinical enough. Uh, we definitely lacked that number one, uh, number nine striker that you, you would keep in the box. Like Sarr and Pedro kept searching for the ball. Like every time we, so, uh, Nikaki had the ball. He looked up, and both Saur and Pedro weren't in the box because they was coming in search of a ball. Um it was wasteful yeah. in possession. Um, didn't really create any clear-cut chances. Um, that game suited Dini, Gray, and Pericio down to a T. Yesterday, um, they would have thrived of that game with all the runs they were making and like balls into a box. But look, on another day, we went comfortably, and like you say, it, the yeah. championship's the championship, any team can beat anyone on its day, it's ruthless. Um, uh, but, um we, we we still need reinf- reinforcements into this team, don't we? I know we've got grey and shoes to come back um, during the international break, which will be massive, and they'll probably be signings in themselves, they'll feel like. But we've, we've got to be patient with Iovic and this Watford squad. Um, we've got a depleted squad. Um, transfer window still open. Could be ins and outs. Uh, less, like you said, said at the very start of the podcast, less judges after the transfer window closed. Um, but considering what a disruptive start to the season it's been, and how and how much it's potentially still has to be resolved, I yeah. think seven points from the first four games isn't too bad. Um, considering everything that's going on behind the scenes,
0: definitely not. And I, I, I'm I'm glad you made that point, then, because considering that Vladimir Vladimir doesn't have the squad at his peril that he wants. Like we've still got players that will move on, and we've still got players that will come in, and we've got seven points from four games. I know there's teams at the top at the moment with five points from top of the league. Who who cares? We've got a team at the moment which is unsettled still. you know we know that Ben. Like we we've got players that might be going, might be staying. We don't know, and there'll be players coming in. But as you've rightly said, there we've got seven points from the first four games. Oh, well, how can i take that? Uh, it's not been an easy run of games. Sheffield uh, Wednesday, who are fighting for their lives because of their points deduction. Reading, our first defeat, who have won every game so far with Bristol City. Uh, Luton, you know, uh, an arch enemy sort of thing. So, you know, the pressure's going to be on there. Middlesbrough, Neil Warnock. You know, every game we've had so far, it's not been easy. But any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, I'm with you on that, Ben. To to have seven points so far, I'm happy. We're, we're currently seventh in the league. Um, I don't know what scores at the moment because as we record, there are games going on at the moment. I think Brentford were losing to Preston. They uh, lost
1: 4-2. And,
0: and then uh, Stoke were uh, losing to Birmingham as well. Uh, I believe that game's probably finished as well. But... Um, you know, to have seven points at this stage with a a squad that isn't settled, I I, I think everyone will agree. It's absolutely superb at the moment. So, you know, let's not panic, because I know there is a lot of Watford fans out there at the moment where we've seen on social media where everyone's panicking. Let's not panic. We've got an international break now. We've got Will Hughes and Andre Gray coming back. And, you know, We'll go again on, with Derby on the Friday night after the international break. So, yes, it was disappointing to lose, but there's a lot of positives to take out of it. I know it sounds cliché, but they're really, we dominated that game. We really, really did. And hats off to Reading, really. Like usually, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I was annoyed that we lost, but the Reading fans are actually half decent. Like the, the Reading fans we spoke to and, and whatnot. You know they they are half decent, so I'll give them that. But um yeah, I, I I feel a bit bad for saying this, but I don't think they're unbeaten. runs going to continue for much longer, but we'll see, we'll see. But uh yeah, it was disappointing to lose. But Ben, the next topic we're going to talk about is what we we're wearing for the Reading game. Take my money, please. <laughs> How good is that third kit? Oh,
1: it's. Was- Bloody gorgeous, wasn't it? Very it is, stylish. It I love
0: really it. Really is. I, I would
1: happily um, have that as our home kit. I, I, just, I just, I just love it so much. I I, have it
0: as a home kit bed. We, yellow. It's, it's
1: just, fa- it's fantastic, ain't it? I
0: just,
1: yeah. It's much better than the, the white away kit, and the white away kit's lovely as well. But yeah, oh my yep. god, we've been, we've been crying out for decent kits for a while now. We, we're very lucky. We we've just been given free really nice kits from Kelme. Um, they're really good designers. and uh, have we? Was it like a two-year contract? Because I'm really looking forward to next year's um, kits already.
0: Well, do you know what, Roy? I don't mean to sound biased, but I think we've got the three best kits in the league. Hands down. I genuinely mean I, I know Derby have got this pink one, which is very nice, uh, which they wore uh, yesterday when they beat Norwich. But genuinely, I think we've got the three best kits in the, in the league. Like, um, that black one, I, I put a tweet out earlier on my actual uh, personal Twitter, us and gentlemen are absolutely jumping for joy at the fact we've got a black kit, because black's so slimming, isn't it? So, you know, I can wear that, <laughs> you know, I'll I, I look a million dollars. Uh, so, yeah, no, but honestly, the, the black kit looks absolutely gorgeous. Um... I, Chris Stark obviously revealed it with Helen Ward, I believe, and gifted Noel Williams was wearing it at the end. I would say that that leaked tweet was possibly part of the uh, part of it. Ben, um, I, I Do thought. Do you reckon know, he meant that? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: If so, he did, if he did it, he absolutely. Perhaps his pants didn't he, when he, oh, when, yeah. he got, when he got a message back from Watford saying, Can you delete that tweet?
0: <laughs> yeah, can you delete that tweet? You'll never come in on Hardline ever again. In fact, we're going to tag him in this and hopefully he listens. And uh, Chris, if you do listen, let us know if that was actually part of the plan or not. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely brilliant third kit. You know, it's the first time we've had a third kit. In, in fact, I'm going to actually throw this out there. In my lifetime, that's the first time we've had a third kit. I what about you,
1: Ben? I can't recall one. We, I can't we, recall one. We ever. might have had one. I think a couple of seasons ago when we was in the Prem, I yeah. think we did wear a another kit and it was the green uh, away kit. Uh, which we had yeah, the following season. I don't, I, I, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think they sold it in the shops. I don't know if you can no. count
0: it, that. Uh, but yeah, I think you're we... on about the green one in the FA Cup final season. We wore the next season against Newcastle because if we'd had worn our away kit for that season, it would have clashed. And if we wore our home kit, well, if we wore our home kit against Newcastle, so I don't see what the problem is. But I think it was more a marketing ploy, but. I was hoping you'd, you'd pluck one out from the archives there, Ben. Yeah, that's you all know, I can think in, about. Back in the Black and White days, when you used to watch it when you was a kid, right? I thought you'd pluck out <laughs> one of <in> the
1: uh... <laughs> I used to put money in the TV to watch it back then.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, very stylish kit. Really, really happy. Training wear, <laughs> training wear at the moment as well is absolutely brilliant. But even a even you know,
1: goalkeeping kit.
0: Yeah, the camouflage kit as well and that the boys warm up in is absolutely superb.
1: I think Santa's but, going to be busy this year, ain't he?
0: Oh, he is indeed. But um, now that we've talked about the kit and now that we've talked about the, the result, I think it's probably best to um, talk about some possible incomings and outgoings. So the first outgoing that we know of. It looks as if Kiko Femenia, who obviously started yesterday, is actually set to stay, despite having the interest from his old club, Alaves, Getafe, Valencia and Ibar, And as well, having interest from abroad in the form of Spartak Moscow. Now, Ben, I don't know how you thought his performance went yesterday, but I think he's more of a winger than he is a defender. Do
1: you agree? Yeah, we've said about this before in other podcasts that we, we see him more as a winger. Um, but yesterday, I, I didn't think he had the best of games. I've, he, he's so much more effective over on the right-hand side than the left-hand side. Um, he didn't really give us any balance yesterday. Um, but I think it it would be good to keep him as backup for Nikakia because it, he's not going to get in ahead of him because he's been absolutely immense this season. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite happy to have him as a backup um, if, he, if he looks like he's staying, which it does look like he's staying.
0: Yeah, completely agree. You know, um, I actually thought he had quite a decent game. The frustrating thing I would say is he needs to cross it in a bit more. He had that shot as well, which was blocked and it looked like the keeper was diving completely the wrong way. So, who knows where that would have gone if it wasn't blocked. But, um, yeah, I, I, I actually think it'll strive in This division, I, I really, really think it will do very well in this division, so um, yeah, I'm I'm really, really happy for this. Um, uh, another guy who we look to be bringing in is a Barry Douglas from Leeds United. Ben,
1: uh, I think it would be good. Um, if it's just wanting that left sided uh fullback to come in for a while now, um. I, and I just think he's going to fit in really well. He seems like a really likeable character behind the scenes, I've seen uh, the believes fans are saying. Um, he's in the, he's 31 years of age. In his last year of his contract at Leeds United as well, uh, he's a left-back slash left-wing-back, uh, 39 appearances and five goals for Wolves. And this season, they got promoted. For Leeds, he's got 42 appearances. Uh, he's got only one appearance for Scotland, but I went not really... Um, be concerned about that because he does have Andrew Robertson ahead of him for Scotland. Um, <laughs> championship, championship winner with Wolves and Leeds both won the title and got promoted to a Prem. Unfortunately, both times he's got promoted to a Prem with them, both teams have looked to ship him on afterwards. Um, he only played for Leeds 15 times last season, so I think a few injuries came in last season. He's also known for his free kicks and uh, set pieces ability. I had a quick look earlier on the Leeds social media, and they, they look like they're quite sad to see him go. Um, he's a very likable mm. character behind the scenes. Um, he he looks like he gives everything for the cause. He gets stuck in. Um, he he can whip a good delivery in. Um, but he is actually Leeds' third choice left back at the moment at the club. So, so that's wow. probably why they're looking to move him on.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, listen, you know we 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 desperate for a left back. Like at the moment, we've got Kiko Temanera. Uh Messina's out till, I want to say, November. I, I, I don't know what the latest is on Messina. It, it could be longer, it could be less. We don't know. But basically, we need a left-back. Uh, and if Barry Douglas is a man to come in, then I'm more than happy for that to be the case. As you've said, Ben, obviously, he's been there with Leeds. He's been there with Wolves. When they get up, they don't obviously rate him and they sort of look to move him on. At the Cape, at the moment, we are in the position of what Leeds and Wolves would have been when they actually first signed him in the first place. So, in terms of getting us up, he's got that prior experience, so I'm more than happy for him to come in. Uh, another sort of area, sticking to the left side, in terms of a winger, we've got the left winger who, it's sort of come about tonight, I think, Ben, as we record this on a Sunday. That's certainly when I've seen the, the tweets today. Is it looks as if we're actually leading the race to some Christian Atsu on loan from Newcastle, who's a left winger then? And how how much do we need a winger then from Uh, that left side?
1: Um, yeah, I do think we're lacking wingers in depth at the moment. Um, we haven't really got any on the bench. Um, you'd probably have Ken Semmer uh, as a backup winger. Penaranda as well, but Penaranda's not been getting into the 18 squad list for the league games. So, yeah, we definitely are lacking in that position. And I've seen a few people saying, Oh, is that Saar's replacement? He's he's no way going to be replacing Saar. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not in the same league point. as him. Um, but yeah, Christian Natsu on loan. Um, he's also in the final year of his contract, I've seen. Um, so I imagine it'd probably be a loan to the end of the season. I and mean, then with his contract being up, we could offer him a new contract. I do like the look of him. Um, I, I liked him in the 2014 South African World Cup. Um, was it South African World Cup 2014? Or was that Brazil? Um, but even uh, sorry,
0: 2014 was South Africa, I believe.
1: South Africa, yeah. He really stood out for me. Um, he was he was a massive uh, star in that Ghanaian um, side, and they ended up doing quite well, getting to at least like the quarterfinals, I think. So, he's definitely one to watch. He um, came through his academy at Porto, so came through a massive club. He's had spells at Chelsea. He was one of those youngsters that spells uh, Chelsea loved to sign and send out on loan. I think he went on loan to five yeah. different clubs before. Finally, and um, finding his feet at Newcastle, and joined them when I was in the Championship. And um, it, look, my only question mark over Atsu is I've said to you before we started recording, his figures for a winger don't look great. Um, I, th- I think he only he's only scored eight goals as a winger uh, for Newcastle. I don't think it's a massive amount. Um, you kind of want a bit more of an end product.
0: Yeah, no, completely agree. Uh, Figures-wise, doesn't look great. But, listen, you know, he, he's been at the clubs he's been at for a reason. You know, you don't you don't get to play for the pedigree of clubs that you've just sort of reeled off and not be half-decent. I, I think he did very well in the Championship. You know, I, I believe he played a fair fair amount of times last season in the Premier League, didn't
1: he? Yeah, I think he um, started about 15 times last season for Newcastle and had three assists. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's not too bad, three assists in 15 games. But, yeah, Championship's probably more his level. He's probably a bit out of depth in the Premier League. But if he comes down, I think he could, he could do all right. I don't know if he's going to be a starter. Um, but it would be interesting yeah. to see. He's that, Well, I'm not sure about it, him now um, with him being a little bit older. But when I first started seeing him, he was absolutely rapid. So it would be interesting to see if he's still got that lightning pace um, that I saw a few years yeah. ago.
0: Yeah, no, completely agree, and hopefully we actually get this one over the line. Like I say, we've only read it on the the Chronicle Live, I think we've read it at the moment, and sort of Newcastle-based papers and Newcastle-based accounts. Uh, I think it's also been reported on the Watford Observer as well, so listen, it might even go ahead, so we could be saying all this and it'd be a load of rubbish. But uh, yeah, we will see, and if it goes over the line, then brilliant. Um, I can't believe I'm about to say this. You you know, sort of last time I I, I felt this way is when we were linked with Yaya Torre, uh, which sort of at the time seemed a bit crazy. The fact that I was talking about Yaya Torre coming to Watford, another player. And uh, (laughs) I can't believe I'm about to say this, but another player that's been linked with us, Ben, is uh, no other than Mario Balotelli.
1: Yeah. I I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, on his day, um, he can be world-class, couldn't he? Um, we, we saw signs of it at Man City. But he he's very disruptive. And I, I don't think he's the kind of mentality you need when you're trying to get out of a championship. Uh, I can't even see if it's really wanting him in his Watford team. I think he, he wants young, hungry players, not people coming with, um, with a bit of an attitude... Um, issue um, and, and could kick off any moment it would be interesting to see him and Troy Deeney like, would not it?
0: <laughs> yeah no it, it's like the weirdest uh, you know we spoke about the Yaya Toure link like before and I, I felt a bit sort of bad sort of posting that on Twitter but the fact that he said I'd be open to any Premier League and Championship I thought right okay uh, I, I'll post it but like Balotelli that just seems like you know almost as if like he's sort of teasing me, thinking, OK, who can I get to tweet this? Well, we'll get a Watford podcast to tweet this about me joining Watford. But we've been with him before. Um, I, I wouldn't sign him. I, I know on his day he can be class and, you know, he, he's had his good times. But I just think it's a recipe for disaster. And I think it's probably the, that link is probably best left where it came from. So we, we, we've we covered it because it's come up in the sort of social media, but we'll leave it at that. Uh, but we, we're actually going to finish some... Uh,
1: just before, Go uh, off... quickly, uh, before you move on to yeah, the, yeah. The, what we're going to end on, I've just uh, refreshed Twitter and I've seen another possible outgoing of Watford. Trichetto is expected to travel to Italy tonight to complete a return to Indonesia. Um, so, 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 that's, you... so that's been on the cards for a few weeks as well. There's been links of it... This... Um, it went quiet, didn't it?
0: Yeah, they've said that before, and he, he didn't go. So, yeah, uh, listen, I, I feel so, so bad for Pissetto. We come in, obviously, we're the club were in the middle of a, a crisis. We were sort of really rubbish. <laughs> Pissetto's come on first game and sort of won us a point straight away. Um Hartfordshire Mercury did a piece. I think we spoke about this in a podcast previously, but I'm going to bring it up again. Hartfordshire Mercury did a piece on him and called him a flop, which I really was not a fan of. Like, how dare they call him a flop? Like, he, he come on, first game, and he literally he like, he won us a point. If it wasn't for him, we would have lost that game. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I think listen, uh, he's played one game so far this season. He played the Newport game and I, I just think things haven't worked out for him. Listen, he... when, when the shows first come in, how many players did they actually transfer over to or said didn't work? They almost sort of seemed to sort of get that sort of link quite right. So they didn't send as many players over and the players they sent over worked. But I think this is the first one since when they first joined that they've sent over and it hasn't quite worked for them.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I'm just looking at this as well from a bigger picture. We're looking to try and get people out through the door before we get players in. And this if this makes the yeah. Atsu um, link uh, more real now. Um, stronger, it looks yeah. like Pissetto could be out. and Then we're looking to replace him with another winger with Championship Experience, which he had with Newcastle. So it, it's all starting yeah. to tick boxes now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you—you know—you you make a very, very relevant point. You know, with Pesseto going out, that leaves Christian Atsu coming in. You know, everything's sort of falling into place. And look, if Christian Atsu comes in, we'll shake hands with Pesseto. Thank you very much for saving us a point against Tottenham. Yeah, you know they didn't beat us last season. We'll we'll see our separate ways and. Do you know what? If Pusato went to Moose Magazine, best of luck to him. Same as everyone else that's moved on. I've had no quarrels with anyone else that's moved on. Absolutely no quarrels whatsoever. But I think the best thing for us to finish the podcast on is the absolutely amazing news, if it's true, <laughs> of Capoo is meant to be joining up with the rest of the squad. And it looks like Kapoor might be staying, Ben. Do you know what? I think that would be a signing within itself. How big would it be if Kapoor stayed? It would be
1: absolutely massive. Um, So, we, we, we're yeah. going off um, seeing Roy Moore, who is the, the yeah. leader of the 1881, who set that up incredibly well and it's improved the atmosphere so much. Um, It's so much better now. Yeah. Uh, like You actually go yeah. to Watford game and it's not the library, it's there's a bit of atmosphere there and it is absolutely buzzing and hats off to Roy Moore for that. But yeah, Roy Moore put out a tweet today. He obviously has connections with the club. So he, he must've heard, um, rumours behind the scenes saying that Kapoor's had a change of heart and he's wanting to stay to get Watford promoted. And that's just music to Watford fans ears, isn't it? I know, I know it's not ideal that we didn't have him at the start of the season, which would have been, uh, more effective for us, but but look, it looks to me that he he's not getting that move to Valencia and he's like you know what what food have been so good to me over the years I'm going I'm still under contract I didn't get my move away I'm going to give absolutely my all to the club and I'm going to try and get them back up into the Premier League and that's where they deserve to be so yeah it's just music to my ears mate um I think he would be absolutely boss boss the championship as well he will be one of the best midfielders in that division
0: yeah we're well, we, we, Without a shadow of a doubt, we don't even need to go on to that subject. I, I genuinely think he would be the best uh, midfielder in the Championship, hands down. Uh, but it, it it would be absolutely massive. We've, we we could be having Kapu back. Hughes is meant to be back after the international break. Andre Gray. Listen, we, we've said it before in this podcast. This team will start to take shape in October because the transfer window closes... And we'll have the players coming back from injury. So, this team, the, the, judge this team at the end of October. Judge it then. And then we'll, we'll see like how well this team can do. Uh, I'm really, really excited, Ben. I, I don't know about you, but I am so excited. Kapu coming back. Hughes coming back. <laughs> Dara Saint Gray coming back. Uh, Parica coming back. Possibly Delefayne staying as well. I would expect Faye to move on. Uh, Welbeck as well, but there's exciting times ahead as a Watford fan, and I really, really cannot wait, but yeah, um, you know, thank you very much guys for listening, Uh, as always, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure talking about the game, talking about the incomings and outgoings, hopefully next time, we've obviously got a week uh, to sort of, with no football. A little bit disappointing that we're going into an international break off the back of, the, of a defeat. But hey, you can't win them all. Me and Ben are actually going to be back next week because we're going to talk everything transfer window. So hopefully, by the time me and Ben are back in your arrears next week, we would have signed a few and a few would have gone. We That's what we're expecting at the moment. It could be the craziest transfer window for quite a while if we keep hold of some players. So, yeah. Next week, me and Ben will be back to talk everything, incomings and outgoings. Uh, we'll also be speaking to a Derby podcast as well, uh, with the game coming up on the Friday night. It's live on Sky. What for? They're actually live on Sky three times this month. Uh, who is it? We've got Ben on Sky. We've got Derby on Sky. I want to say we've got Bournemouth on Sky as well. Yeah, um, and who's the third one?
1: Wickham, Wickham away.
0: on Sky as well. Yeah. So you know, f- three times on Sky. Uh, that also means that the the people that have paid £20 to secure a seat will get free codes in their inboxes, myself included, um, for these games that are on Sky as well. So make sure you keep an eye on your inbox on that one as well. But yeah, we thank you very much for tuning in as always. Me and Ben often talk about this uh, behind the scenes, you know, before we come on, we really, I, I know we say this all the time, but, because of recent figures that have occurred, we're not going to talk about those figures, but because of recent figures that have occurred, we really cannot thank you guys enough. Like, keep the comments coming, keep the likes coming, keep the retweets coming, head over to our Facebook, make sure you like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, make sure you like us on everything. We really cannot thank you enough. Thank you very much for listening. Next time we speak to you, we shall be able to fully assess the squad that Watford will go with until the next transfer window. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. Unfortunately it was a defeat to go into the international break on, but next time we will speak, hopefully it will be a victory. But yeah, stay safe, what for fans? Keep dreaming and come on your Podcast Network.